And welcome, everybody, to episode number 21 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Rob Fitoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at PFitoff. Again, that's at P as in Paul, T as in Tom, H-I, T as in Tom again, O-F-F, Frank Frank. For all Notre Dame athletic updates, please go to that site. And there's also some updates on Jackie Young. She was a former Notre Dame basketball player, part of the 2018 national title team. She's with the Las Vegas Aces, and I have just a quick blurb up there. She They won today the WNBA championship, and she's in rare um, in a rare category. She's won a national title, a gold medal, and a WNBA championship. So congratulations, Jackie. But again, that's on my Twitter page. A little bit more details on there. And episode 21 is presented by BetUS.com. Bet with three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP125. Again, that's DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. Again, that's promo code DSP200. And bet sports, casinos, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, BetUS.com. So, everybody, we got a win yesterday, finally. It was a pretty uh, scary ending there. But, again, the win is all that matters right now. And we won 24-17 to over Cal. It started out awful. Uh, I, don't, I don't even think – let me go back first. I saw pretty much the first quarter, the middle of the game. I was at my nephew's confirmation, Catholic confirmation yesterday. So, congratulations, to my nephew, Evan Altenberger, on your confirmation. So the middle part of that game, I didn't see too much, but I did look at a lot of the replays, and I read some of the articles and looked over the stats. But that first quarter was awful. Uh, Drew Pine fumbled the ball, then he bobbled the ball. I heard you know people were getting really antsy in the, the stands. And I did see where Tommy Reese pretty much, he didn't get in his face, but when he called down, to the actual sidelines because Tommy Reese is up in the booth. He more or less turned purple like Brian uh, Brian Kelly did back in the uh, day when he would get all fiery and his face would turn red and purple. He more or less, you know, did the same thing and he should. There's only, like I said, I've been a big critic of Tommy Reese lately, but again, he's not fumbling the ball, not throwing bad passes. He didn't throw an interception, but he almost did. So, there's only so much Tommy Reese can do, and I'm glad Tommy did that to more or less get in his face uh, to get his ass in the game pretty much. So let's go over the stats because, like I said, this started out pretty bad. Uh, first downs, Cal had 18. We had 17, so pretty even. Third down efficiency, 4 of 15 for Cal. Notre Dame had 3 of 12. And then it looks like there's a fourth down efficiency, 1 of 3 for Cal. We didn't even have any fourth down attempts. Total yards, this was pretty uh, – we got one more yard. They had 296. They had uh, – they had, Cal had 296. We had 297. Passing 184. We had 150. Not great, but we got the win, and hopefully this gets Drew Pine going. Completion attempts, 16 to 37 for Cal, 17 to 23 for us. Rushing, they had 112. We had 147. We'll get back to that a little bit later. I know we gave up over 100 yards rushing, but that's a lot better than what we've been doing lately. I know those 112 yards, 
It just wasn't one running back. So that gives me a little hope for our defensive line because that's been the weak, the weak part of our defense this year so far. So rushing attempts, 31 for 112 Cal and then 41 for 147. Both Cal and Notre Dame rushed or averaged 3.6 yards per carry. Penalties, 6 for 59 Cal. Notre Dame had 8 for 66, but the last penalty for us could have cost us the game or at least got Cal into overtime. The targeting on uh, J.D. Bertrand, dumb play by him. He should know better. He's a upperclassman. But more or less Notre Dame almost or could have won that game three different ways. The uh, The interception was called back. Uh, who's the interception? The name's uh, – I can't think of the name. I'll think Clarence Lewis. I'm sorry. Clarence Lewis had the interception. You know, he's been – Ever since the Fiesta Bowl, he's got a lot of flack from fans, but he's having a pretty solid year this year. But he did have that bad Fiesta Bowl. But he got the big interception. JD had the targeting, and it was targeting. He was kicked out of the game, and then Hull missed the first half of the North Carolina game this week. But again, dumb play. And then two, when uh, Plummer, the quarterback for Cal, it looked like he had fumbled the ball, but actually his knee hit the ground. And then we ran it back for a – I think it was – did that uh, again the names are I'm doing this pretty quick right now because I pretty much went through the game pretty quick yesterday I will get to that person a little bit later who scooped it up for the score and we would have won 31 to 17 however his knee was down and had that had they called it right the first time I doubt they would have had it because they had no timeouts at the time I doubt they would have had a chance to get up to the line of scrimmage and clock it. Well, no, they couldn't. It would have been a fourth down anyway. They would have had to run a play pretty quick. So that, I think, may have just ended the game. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at, they ended up getting a 10-second runoff, but they still had time for one more play. And then he more or less did a Hail Mary. And it went – I always say when there's a Hail Mary, if you're the defense, just knock it down. Don't try to pad your stats with an interception. And I thought – I think especially Brandon Joseph, I thought he tried to do that. I think Ramon Foster was back there too. Just knock it down. The cow receiver, all he had to do is just cradle it like this, and it would have been a touchdown. And we're going into overtime. We may be saying we're now 0-3. But we didn't. It, that pass too, it reminded me of, I'm a Steeler fan. It was a rough day today. Speaking of offense, they got to get it together too. But the 1995 Steeler team, that went to the Super Bowl and then lost to the Cowboys. They played the Colts in the what was the 95 AFC Championship, but it was actually played in January of 1996. It was when Jim Harbaugh was with the Colts, and he heaved up that the Hail Mary, and it just kept bobbling and bobbling. I believe the receiver's name was Aaron Bailey, and all he had to do was the same thing, just cradle it in like this. And the Colts would have won that, actually. But again... We lucked out there, but pretty much we won that game or could have won that game three different ways yesterday. So sorry to digress with the stats there. It looks like we lost one fumble. That was the Drew Pine snap with the center. We had possession of 33 minutes, two seconds, and Cal had 26 minutes, 58 seconds. So let's get to the actual box score. Uh, their quarterback, I believe his name's... I want to get the right name here. It's Plummer. And I always think Jake Plummer, but it's not. It is Jack Plummer. And I'm just going to go by last names here because I don't want to keep 
talking, 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 and we're into this 15, 20 minutes. I kind of want to condense these a little bit more, these recaps. So if we look at the box score here, and hold on one second. As my iPad. Oh, here we go. So Plummer was 16 or 37 again, 184 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Drew Pine, not the greatest game, but he got it done. 17 or 23 for 150 yards. Now, here's the thing I wanted to focus on the rushing. Again, we did give up over 100 yards rushing, but not one single bat got over 100 yards. Uh, Brooks, five for 43. Plummer, the quarterback, he had a lot of good scrambles because our defense should have had more sacks. Again, that's one thing I really did like about our D-line yesterday. I believe we had six sacks. I'll get to that a little bit later. But um, he scrambled out of about three or four. We could have had about probably 11 to 12 sacks yesterday. So again, Plummer was 12 of 34, Ott 13 of 33. And then their last running back, his name is Jay. Let's see here. It is Jay Michael Sturdivant. I think I'm pronouncing that right. He had one carry for two yards. So for us, Aldrich Estime had a solid game, 18 for 76 and a touchdown. Chris Tyree, we finally got Chris Tyree involved. Thank you, Tommy Race. That's what I wanted. Good job there. 17 carries for 64 yards. And then bear with me one. Let me, here we go. Sorry, my iPad's refreshing every single time here. And I want to get it in a snapshot here. And then Drew Pine, six carries for seven yards. Nothing special. Look at the receiving. Cal Hunter had five for 66. And then that Michael Sturdivant, four for 61. Anderson, four for 38. Ott, two for 11. Terry, the second one for eight. Notre Dame, not the greatest for receiving. But here we go. Chris Tyree, they did get involved a little bit more. Five for 44. Had that touchdown. Big touchdown pass there from Drew Pine. Aldrich Estime, three for 43. Lorenzo Styles, three for 29. Braden Lindsay, three for 20. Michael Mayer, not the greatest game. Two, uh, two catches for 10 yards. Again, he's getting targeted by the defense a lot more this year because he is the so-called man. Our big man on campus, whatever you want to call him. He had he did have a touchdown uh, catch from Drew Pine, so he did get a touchdown. And then Matt Salerno won for four. We talked about the fumbles already. Defensively, and like I said, I'm just going to focus on Notre Dame here. Looks let, Let's see how the Adam Yola brothers had a pretty solid game. Uh, four tackles for each, and then they both had the same initials. So I think this is, yeah, Jason did have – Jason, who I believe is the more talented uh, defensive lineman, he had let's see, 1.5 tackles per loss, and then 1.5 sacks. And his brother actually had one sack and one tackle for loss as well. Jacob Lacey had a pretty pretty solid game. He had two sacks, two tackles for losses, three solo tackles. And then Fos Isaiah Foskey, who had a not not an All American game, but a lot better than what he's been playing. He had four tackles, one solo, one point five sacks, and two tackles for losses. So, just trying to get who else had a sack? Uh, Maris Leofau had a half a sack. Isaiah had two. 
Jason Admiola had one. Justin had 1.5. J.D. Bertrand, who had the targeting, he did have a half a sack. And then D.J. Brown had a half a sack. So let's see how many sacks we had. We had six sacks. And again, that was mostly from the D-line, which is good. But again, uh, their their quarterback, uh, Jack Plummer, he did escape probably three to four more sacks and kept a couple drives alive. So maybe this game could have been over sooner than than it was, but we got to, again, that was the one concerning thing about the defensive line that I did see yesterday is he escaped too much and we probably should have uh, some more sacks and maybe this game wouldn't have been so close as it was. But again, all in all though, let's see, I'm just looking at any sort of, and then kicking uh, groupie. He did miss one, but there was a penalty. And I think we ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. He was, for official stats, one of one, and one was a 47-yarder, which is a great kick, especially in that stadium. So pretty good job right there. But again, happy with the win, 24-17. to 17, But let's put this in perspective. One, Cal had a really good defense. They do not have the greatest offense. And our D pretty much capitalized on that, even though they did make that last drive more interesting than it needed to be. However, we we did what we had to do on defense. And again, Cal has a pretty good defense, but we did put up 24. But again, this is Cal. And I know we're happy with the win, but I just don't want people to think, oh, everything's fixed now. It's it's far from being fixed. And it was kind of like after the Ohio State game, we're like, well, the offense isn't that great, but they'll you know, they'll catch their rhythm. The defense is fine. We're just going to win the next 11. And obviously that has not happened. So we got to put this in perspective. This is Cal. If we are the team, what many people think we are capable of, and whether it's before Tyler Buckner got hurt or after he got hurt, to only beat Cal by seven, that's that's not the goal. And I know a win's a win, but again, this is Cal. If we are the team we're supposed to be, this game's like 45 to 17 or 52 to 17. That's where we got to get to. And the next opponent, which will be my next podcast, North Carolina, if we cannot score over 30 points, that's a problem, even with Drew Pine, because that defense is utter garbage. They have a shitty defense. And I'm looking at, again, I've gone over these uh, these uh, schedules before, and I'll do it in a little bit here. But North Carolina, the game's at North Carolina. I believe it's 3.30 on ABC. And I'll get the specifics for my next podcast. They beat Florida A&M 56 to 24. But again, Florida A&M. Appalachian State was the big one, 63 to 61. And then Georgia State, 35 to 28. If we cannot score on this team, even with Drew Pine, uh, there's still not enough progress being made. That's the point I'm trying to make. So again, good win. I like that Tommy got into Drew's face, even though it was from the uh, PA box. He, I won't repeat those words, but it was pretty, uh, pretty salty. And it was very Brian Kelly-esque, if you agree with that or not. But it needed to happen because he was playing like total shit, and it showed. So let's go over our opponent's winning percentage. Again, I like to do this just to see how our strength of schedule is uh, shaping up. OSU, they killed Toledo 77-21. to 21. This was the one that really hurt. And it didn't shock me. Marshall lost in overtime to Bowling Green, 34 to 31. 
whether how this seat, like, let's say we finish 10 and two and a bowl win, that's going to really eat at them after the season and maybe into next season. And hopefully that never happens again, but just unacceptable loss. I don't care if Marshall played out of their minds. They just lost to BG, nothing against BG, you know, great school. They they've always had a, not always, but they've had some good teams. Urban Meyer coached there back in the day. But again, if BG's beating Marshall, we should have killed them. So California, obviously they lost to us 24 to 17. So that'll hurt the winning percentage slightly. But again, it's a, it's an opponent. UNC had a bye. BYU, this one shocked me. They I know it was at Oregon. But I wanted BYU undefeated when we play them in the Shamrock Series on October the 8th. They lost to Oregon 41 to 20. And that it wasn't even that close from what I heard and what I was reading this morning. Stanford had a bye. UNLV beat North Texas 58 to 27. Again, not a great opponent, but they put up 58 points and uh, won by 31. Syracuse, I like this because uh, we play them a little bit later in the year, I believe. Yeah, we play them well, October the 29th, and it's at Syracuse. They they're three and zero right now. They beat Purdue thirty two to twenty nine. Clemson beat Louisiana Tech forty eight to twenty. Navy was on a bye. Boston College was on. Oh no, I'm sorry. Boston College beat Maine thirty eight to seventeen. And USC they got a really good offense. Really, they got a lot of transfers. Really good offense. That's going to be a heck of a game end of the year if we keep progressing. They beat Fresno State forty five to seventeen. So if I go to my stats here, week three, we had nine opponents playing. They went six and three. So again, not like it was those first couple of weeks, but again, one of those opponents lost to us. So really it's kind of six and two, but you can't take that out of the equation. So for week three, our opponents went six and three. Overall cumulative, there's 25 wins from our opponents to nine losses. 74% winning percentage. Pretty good. Last week, it was at a 76 winning percentage. Again, like I said, Cal lost to us. And that wasn't just the deciding factor, but still 25 wins to nine losses, 74% winning percentage. Our schedule's looking pretty good right now. Strength of schedule, but again, we're not going to the playoffs. So that's not going to factor in. But if you're trying to find something positive about this frustrating season, and if we continue to improve, that's something to look back on to say, hey, we had a pretty tough schedule. And let's say we finished nine and two, nine and three. You know, it's something to something to put their hang their hats or hang their heads high on. That's what I'm trying to say. So again, I'm still saying though, I like that we won yesterday. I saw some good things, especially from the highlights that I uh, went over the recaps. But again, it, the quarterback's still a little bit shaky. And the D line is getting better. We got to we got to get more sacks though. And still, I, I forgot to mention we still have not created one turnover on defense yet. And to me, that's a, that's a problem. You got to start getting some more shorter fields for our offense since they're struggling so much. But again, we haven't had one interception, one fumble recovery, strip sack, fumble, nothing. So again, as we get into North Carolina, I'd originally picked them. I'll get that later in our my next podcast, the actual prediction, because I'm kind of going back and forth on that. But again, I have to see consistency throughout the weeks. And if we can't hang 30 on these guys, I, I think that's an issue, even though it's at North Carolina. So I'm still 
leaning toward, even though my overall prediction was nine and three this year and in a bowl, in a bowl win, I'm still leaning more toward that eight and four, seven and five. Now, if we beat North Carolina pretty convincingly, I'm going to start going back up and say, hey, I predict eight and four, nine and three, solid prediction. But I'm sorry, until I see more consistency, seven and five, eight and four right now is my so-called analysis prediction after seeing these last now what three weeks so again great win congratulations marcus freeman well i I got tongue-tied congratulations that's what i want congratulations marcus freeman on win number one hopefully many more as he said yesterday you know he loves his team he loves notre dame there's going to be a lot more victories so hopefully that's the case uh Shout out to my dad, Bob Fidoff, for getting me this, getting me this new visor. Uh, so far, it's uh, brought us some good luck, so I'll keep wearing that. And and again, let's let's hope we can get the next uh, win number two against North Carolina, and that will come later on this week. That so again, uh, thank you for joining for episode number twenty one. And as always, go Irish. <laughs>